I believe that the greatest time to buy luxury condominiums, because that is really the biggest part of the real estate world in South Florida, is to only purchase Construction. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, for all my fix and flippers out there, are your financing costs eating away at your bottom line? And are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by lowering your loan payments to the bank or maybe your private lender? Well, our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, you know Patch of Land, they've been on the show, representatives of their company have been on the show many times, they've been a sponsor of this show many, many times, they're back for more because they love you and they love working with the best ever listeners and they've got an interesting point of view on interest rates and that is that it's... The interest rates that we are quoted shouldn't necessarily be taken at face value because perhaps a higher interest rate could actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And they have a white paper on how that is possible and how that can be applied to your fix and flip business to help your bottom line get more profitable and to help you choose the best a lender for your financing needs. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless and they've got a white paper for you and it will walk you through the way to evaluate interest rates in terms in general on your loan so that you truly are getting the best interest rate because there are some tricky things some lenders try to do to um, glaze over the fact that their lower interest rate, quote unquote, is actually higher based on some technical things that they put into it. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless and get that white paper so that you can save money on your fix and flip projects. Patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. With us today, we got Stephen Gurowitz. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well, Joe. How about yourself? Oh, I am doing well, and nice to have you on the show. And you've got an interesting background. Stephen has started his own design firm, which is Interiors by Stephen G. in the early 1980s, and started out as a real estate investor. So he's based in Miami, Florida. I'm going to go ahead and just turn it over to Stephen. And Stephen, you want to tell us a little bit about your background and your current focus, just how you got started? Got it. Well, Joe, 44 years ago, I started working for a very small boutique interior design firm here in South Florida. And I took a love and liking to the industry, and I really became very self-educated. And as the years went on, I was with the firm and became a junior partner. And then almost 10 years into it, I said, there's a better mousetrap. There's a better way to do this. And I'm too talented a person to sit here. So 35 years ago, I left the firm, started Interiors by Stephen G. out of the den of my home. All of a sudden, my business started to grow. And the next thing I knew, I owned my first showroom that was 10,000 square feet. Um, And developers started to call me to do model apartments, model homes, and common areas of buildings. So I saw a great opportunity to integrate the world of design into investing in real estate. So I personally started to invest in pre-construction. But what I did was, as I closed on the real estate, I would furnish it above the norm to bring a wow factor to the real estate, put it back on the market for sale, 
and let's say 10, 15, 25% of the entire project was up for resale from investors. My units would sell first because of the wow factor, and I sold them at a larger price than anybody was getting. So as that started to transpire, my business started to grow. Today, we're in 100,000 square feet of space, and we do this all over the United States for developers and private owners. Basically, I went out to the broker community. In Florida, as everywhere in the country, when there is a boom, there are always tremendous investors from out of the country, from local. And I said to the real estate agents, I will furnish and decorate your owner's condominium apartment and give them one year or give you one year to sell it and pay me. If it doesn't sell in one year and one day, I get compensated. We have done this to the tune of a thousand units. And at the end of the day, nothing has stayed on the market more than six months. We just opened up a project called Privé, a very high-end luxury project in Williams Island, Florida, where we installed four model apartments. The first model sold furnished in one week. Hmm. So it started to grow. And as long as the owner owns the real estate free and clear and it's not mortgaged and I can be protected, I'm in the deal as long as it meets something that's more on the high end. Now, mm -hmm. we opened up another showroom four years ago next door to us called Now by Stephen G., which became popular priced design packages, as we call them, that run from thirty-five dollars to $125,000 that we're doing for investors that are renting and getting a bigger dollar or flipping and getting a bigger dollar in popular priced real estate. But the place that this really works the best is what I call the luxury market, yep. which is really $2 million and up. And the developers, the real estate people are selling them like hotcakes, as I am for myself personally. Every project that I do for a developer, I'm hired years before it's a reality. So I buy at a favorable price. I wait. I wait it out, I give the deposit, I furnish immediately after I close, it goes on the market within a week, and boom, it has just been a huge part of our business where I had to hire a team of designers to work under me that only do that. That's how much work we have from our regular business and what I call the investing in real estate business. So at the core of what we're talking about is and let me know if I'm summarizing this correctly, you identify an opportunity to enhance the interior of a condo, of an apartment, and by doing that, it's then more appealing, and then it moves off the market, and then you're compensated for adding that value through that process. And you do that as a third party to help out, and when you help out brokers who have a deal that hasn't been moving, and you also do that with your own investing with pre-construction deals. I got to tell you, the only word for it, Joe, is unbelievable. I have clients that hire us to do their own residential work, and they ask me if they can invest with me in my process. Thank God we're a debt-free firm. I don't need anybody's capital. And at the end of the day, we all know investing money today is always a touchy thing, whether it be the market, even though the market is soared. Real estate, especially in Florida, when the market crashed in 08, it was January of 08. By June, 
prices went right back to where they were and higher. So it's an amazing marketplace, Florida, because it's a melting pot of people from all over the world. And everybody's running, especially with their money out of a lot of strange countries, because they're worried about their future there. People that have lived their entire lives there are coming here and buying three, four, five different investment pieces of real estate. So we have found it to be a huge part of our business, huge. And doing it in Miami is a perfect market to do it. And you're clearly, with your accent, you're not from Miami, are you? You're from New York? Born and raised in Forest Hills, Queens. Went to As Forest Hills High School. <laughs> I, think, I knew it. I lived in New York City for 10 years, and it, it was pretty clear to me that you're a New Yorker. Okay, so you are doing it in the market, Miami, that caters to more high-end real estate than, say, Cincinnati or Dayton, Ohio, or something like that. So you've got a business model that fits within a market. What is your team doing to these units? And just pick you know, maybe any of the examples that you've mentioned to enhance the appeal to a potential buyer? Okay. Well, 90% of the luxury high-end real estate in South Florida, the developers have a very fancy world called decorator ready. That means it's empty. There's no floors. The walls have a primer coat of paint and bathrooms and kitchens are installed. Other than that, you have to go in and design and furnish the entire unit. You have to put flooring in, window treatments. But what we do that's very different is we go in and furnish it first class with Italian furniture, with beautiful Italian porcelain floors. We drop ceilings and do LED lighting. So when people walk in, they're blown away. They don't expect it, number one. And when people, especially the lady of the house, which if a family is buying, we all know rules the roost. And if the housewife doesn't like it, the husband can't buy it. So the lady of the house walks in, falls in love. And the best part about it for a buyer is today, if you buy a brand new condominium and it's raw, you have to do the design work. You have to pull the permits. And the downtime between permitting and ordering is six to eight months. Now, if you buy and it's empty, you're paying your maintenance, your taxes, your electric bill for six or eight months, and you can't even stay in the unit. And everybody in the high-end world has lived through a designing of an apartment or a home in their past. The husbands are not fools. They know what their wives will spend. If they walk in the door and they get a number and it's finished and the wife likes it, that's 90% of the battle. But the rest of the battle for the husband is not allowing the wife to go over a budget, which is also famous in my industry. So there's a fixed number. You move in the next day if that's what you want to do, and you're done. So there's a big savings between the taxes, the maintenance, insurance, and electric. And the use of the unit immediately is what we call instant gratification. And it definitely works. When you approach brokers or when brokers approach you to help them move a property that hasn't moved yet or sell a property that hasn't sold, to be more specific, you told me earlier and us earlier that it has to be free and clear so that you're not having to wait in line in case it never sells. What percentage of leads have a broker representing an owner who owns it free and clear? 90%. Welcome to Miami. (laughs) Well, you got to remember, after the crash, Joe, before the crash, you were a buyer. You could put 20% down 
and go for a mortgage, okay? So what happened in the crash, thousands of 20% buyers walked away. Keep my 20%, I'm not closing the buy. So who got hurt? The developers took a bloodbath. After that, the developers changed the modus operandi. By the time you close today on a luxury condominium in South Florida at any price, you have put up between 50 and 60, in some cases more, of the money. You're not walking away. So now, guys that might have bought three or four years ago when the market was red hot, now the market's cooled down a bit. It's, you know, it's that cycle that South Florida goes through. And a building could close with 160 brand new apartments. Nobody's walking away because they have too much money at risk. Now 40 units can be up for sale the next week in a building with 160 units. They were 40 investors or 50, or in some cases there could be half the project. So now the realtors are looking for an edge as to how to get their client out. So if you had five or six million on the table, hard, cold cash, and the realtor said, listen, I got the best designer in town. His track record for selling empty real estate, decorating it, is unsurpassed. He's going to decorate the unit. We have a year to sell it or pay whatever comes first. The clients bite at the chance because there's no outlay of money. I outlay all the dollars, no matter how much it is. I have a deal cooking in a project right now where an owner owns a penthouse and it's a two and a half million dollar build out and I'm just waiting. He's approved. His realtors are ecstatic. I'm just waiting for the lawyers to sort of dot the I's and cross the T's. And I know, because I know the project, like the back of my hand, I did 53 units for owners in the project. When this is decorated, this will sell for between 18 and $20 million furnished. Mm -hmm. How do you know what, in this case, I mean, you said you have high level of experience with this property or this sounds like a property, but for a property that is a one-off, how do you know how much to spend and where to spend it so that you do get the ROI back? Okay, so rule of thumb in the high-end design world, 50 to 65% of luxury condo buyers spend between 20 and 30% of the cost of the real estate to do the build out, flooring, TVs, sound systems, finished, the average. Then there are people that spend 40 and 50% because they just have the dollars, they want it over the top, da 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 da. So if I've got a $5 million piece of real estate, it's a million to a million two fifty for the complete build out, which is roughly twenty twenty five percent of the cost of the real estate, and it makes it appetizing for anybody in that price point. And remember, the richer and the higher the price, Joe, the more the luxury real estate will sell because they don't want to go through the root canal and the downtime of six months, eight months, whatever it could be. Instant gratification is an amazing word that just continues to fly by. And keep in mind, in the last 44 years, I do about two to three a year for myself as a separate business. And believe me when I tell you, the only time I'm going to say had a lull 
was the first six months of January in 08. And after that, everything sold. It was just like it never happened. And it was an amazing sort of a bounce back. Everybody was jumping out of windows in January. And all of a sudden in South Florida came May, June. It was like it never happened. And developers started raising prices all over town. With it already being done for the buyer, it's also a benefit that they can finance it. But do they finance these properties? They're just paying cash. I'm going to say 80% of our market here in South Florida is a cash buyer. Okay. But I will tell you, Joe, there's a lot of out of country or offshore buyers that would like a mortgage, can't get one from a conventional bank because they're from Venezuela or Argentina or Brazil, that there's guys making a zillion dollars here in the hard money lending business. Mm-hmm. And they're given mortgages like mad at 10 and 11%. Based on your experience as a entrepreneur, real estate investor, what is your best advice ever for other real estate investors? I believe that the greatest time to buy luxury condominiums, because that is really the biggest part of the real estate world in South Florida, is to only purchase pre-construction. And I am a believer that at pre-construction, because every developer wants to get to a certain pre-sale market, they're flexible on price. And you could sit there and you can, let's use the word negotiate, a better number. When you go into a project and you buy when it's finished, you're paying top dollar. And if you're an investor, you're not getting out and making money. You'll get out, but the windfall's not going to be there for an investor, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's such a smart business model. One, because you're in a luxury niche. Then two, you're solving problems for real estate brokers, for developers, and then also for the buyers. And you're making money along the way and really giving them an offer they can't refuse. Do you think this could be replicated if you lived in Boise, Idaho, or Houston, Texas, or Corpus Christi, somewhere like that? I think it could be replicated anywhere in the United States as long as... You have, as a designer, the knowledge of the value of the real estate that you're buying versus the investment of flip. You know, certainly, Joe, if you're buying a $250,000 condominium that's a two-bedroom, you have to be cautious to what you spend on the fix-up. But I believe it's a business model that could work anywhere. It's all about the dollar investment and the wow factor. We did a project in Miami, Joe, and a guy builds a condominium building in downtown Miami. No parking. Think about what I just said. No parking. If you have a car, you got to find a lot to leave your car or a meter on the street somewhere. Figure that out. That's a problem so for a luxury. To me and he, yeah. And I'm going to say luxury, but popular priced. Four fifty, five fifty, six fifty. Those were the price points. He came to me and he said, I want you to do 25 units. We furnished 25 units for $18,000 a pop. He sold them overnight because people walked in, even in that price point, and loved the fact that they could close and move right in. So I believe it's all relevant to... I've got a monster project that people are talking to me now in New Orleans because our trucks go all over the country. So they came to me with the project 
And I said to them, I said, guys, I think you're taking the wrong approach at this price point. And they looked at me and I said, look, I'm doing this 44 years. I think I'm pretty glib. I said, I say you should sell every one of these units furnished and give the buyer five different looks to choose from all on the same price point. Two days later, I get a phone call. We love your concept. Let's roll. So again, I'm just waiting for contracts to be signed. Who takes the approach? Try to do something different is the way I've always focused, not only for my real estate investing, but in my design business, which allows everything to happen. We're doing a between 100 and 125 residential design projects a year. Huge numbers. My staff is 82 at this point. We're running six trucks and we're doing it. We just came back from the Hamptons in New York. We just finished a job in Kiowa Island. People want the talent of the firm and that leads to everything else. When you have a happy client, just like if you have a good real estate deal, everybody's happy and the broker does a great job. If you're going to do more real estate, you're with that broker a second time or a third time. We have people here that are doing the fifth, sixth, seventh job in 35 years with us. Well, it sounds like it's a no-brainer ROI on those deals. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'll do the best I can, Joe. <laughs> All right, deal. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got the document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. The Real Estate Innovators Podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at therealestateinnovators.com. What's the best ever book you've read? The Art of the War. Oh, yeah. Good one. By Sun Tzu. Yep. I couldn't read it all at one time, Joe, because it was so complicated. But when I got through it, I actually read it a second and a third time because I found things in that book that lent itself towards a business model, not only going to war. So I love the book. Another book I know you'd really like is by Robert Greene, The 33 Laws of War. What is a mistake you've made on a transaction? Believing verbiage out of a developer's mouth rather than having it in black and white. What happened? 90% of what was promised was not delivered, and it was a big disappointment, and I was lucky to get out with my pants, if you know what I'm saying. I closed, and the commitments about all the ff &E and all of the lifestyle never really happened because there was a disclaimer kind of a thing in the contract, and I trusted, and that was years ago, and I've learned from that. Somebody makes a commitment or a promise, they shouldn't be afraid to put it down in writing, as I do for my clients. Best ever way you like to give back? Joe, that is a very touchy subject for me because without the hoopla, without my name having to be on a building, both personally and corporately, we are very philanthropic here. Whether it be 
to the AIDS Foundation, whether it be to children's autism. Last week, the local newspaper, the Miami Herald, they put out a wish book for Christmas. We donated a custom wheelchair for $8,800 for a young boy struggling with his parents. We have done huge hurricane relief. We have ran our tractor trailers to Key West, to New Orleans when they were hit. We ran tractor trailers to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We ran to New York and New Jersey, not once, twice. We teamed up with Channel 10. They went out on the air. We filled up 53-foot tractor trailers, had the Florida Highway Patrol escort us so our trucks didn't have to stop at way stations. So we would get to the Northeast in 22 hours. That is, I call it Joe, karma, to be able to give back when you're blessed. And we've been very blessed and fortunate here in Florida. How can the best ever listeners learn more about your company? They could feel free to call. I love to talk to people. I'm probably the most reachable designer in the industry. They could call my cell phone at 954-592-3332 or text me. Seven days and seven nights, the phone is never off. (laughs) Well, Stephen, thank you for being on the show. It's a beautiful business model, pun intended. And it's an approach where you're dealing with the luxury market and you're solving problems for real estate brokers because it helps them sell a property faster for owners who have a property that hasn't sold because that helps them get the sale done faster for developers and then for luxury buyers because it's a turnkey operation and they don't have to worry about hiring contractors after they move in. And then for all the poor luxury buyers, they can finance those costs versus having to pay out of pocket. Joe, it's I who thanks you. I'm honored to be on the show. Well, thanks for being on the show, my friend. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. You too. The Real Estate Innovators Podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at therealestateinnovators.com.